Hello, and welcome to A Tale of Two Bookworms. My name is Tony. I'm Kailea. And today, we are reviewing The Woo Woo by Lindsay Wong. All right. Lindsay Wong grew up with a paranoid schizophrenic grandmother and a mother who was deeply afraid of the woo-woo, Chinese ghosts who visit in times of personal turmoil. When Lindsay was six, she and her mother avoided the dead people haunting their house by hiding out in a mall food court and on a camping trip. Lindsay's mother tried to... Oh, no. And on a camping trip, Lindsay's mother tried to rid her daughter of demons by lighting her foot on fire. Makes more sense. Not the lighting the foot on fire, but... The sentence. Anyway, the eccentricities take a dark turn when her aunt holds the city hostage for eight hours, threatening to jump off a bridge. And when Lindsay starts to experience symptoms of the woo-woo herself, she wonders whether she will suffer the same fate as her family. At once a witting and touching memoir about the Asian immigrant experience and a harrowing and honest depiction of mental illness, the woo-woo is a gut-wrenching and beguiling manual for surviving family and oneself. I do not think that it is a manual... (laughs) At all. No, no. And, and the subtitle, that's, it says, How I Survived Ice Hockey, Drug Raids, Demons, and My Crazy Chinese Family. Also, I would say inaccurate. It does talk about that, but it's not how she survived. Because, I mean, it gives mm-hmm. the implication that there was some steps involved. It's just that she didn't die. Yeah. We, we've come across <laughs> this a fair bit with books, with their summaries, with their taglines, not quite being indicative of of what the content of the book is the gracier had stuff that was completely inaccurate Mm -hmm. and then we both recently finished reading american gods and i was looking at the summary of that and there were things about the one character that were completely inaccurate yeah um one review i read about this one about the tagline specifically somebody said that it was probably just chosen by the publisher in an effort to advertise the book better to sell more you know Mm mm-hmm um, I could easily see that be the case. I don't like it, though, in general. Like, I wish summaries were accurate. accurate. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. I I appreciate accuracy always. Yes. Okay. Kailea, we'll start this off with a good game of What Do You Remember? Oh, I've changed my mind. I don't like this question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then let's just, uh, let's just dive right into it. Let's talk about Lindsay. Lindsay? The character, the main character. She's a person. She lives in Vancouver. Yes. She's a local girl. Yes. <laughs> um, what do you want to talk about her? Everything. It's just, This is her book. This is her story. Well, I mean, it's parts of her story. Parts of her story. But yes, it is her book. Um, She's... I... <laughs> Why don't you say something? <laughs> okay. Um... I like Lindsay. I I feel like this book, it's it's nice to see that she is able to kind of persevere through how messed up her family is into a somewhat normal person. Like when you look at her childhood in this book and like how often they, 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 they didn't wash their children. Their children went to school uh, stinking. And uh, they weren't dressed very properly. And her family has members of it that suffer from mental illness. And because of their culture and their upbringing, they don't acknowledge it as mental illness. And instead, they acknowledge it as ghosts. And it's baffling to me that anyone's able to come out of that sort of life, 
even even somewhat okay yeah and the amount of abuse like especially verbal abuse that she went through it, mm -hmm. it's it's harrowing but it, yeah but i i follow her on instagram at least mm -hmm. and she seems fairly normal yeah <laughs> she she does she does more normal than reading this book would lead me to believe well, I mean, a person it, could be you're not gonna pick out all the boring moments of your life when you're a completely normal for, for individual. sure for sure but like you talked about the verbal abuse and just the way her parents talk to each other the way the way her parents talk to her like yeah. swearing at her was was just normal and calling her garbage calling her garbage calling her stupid calling her retarded you know yeah. like just really mean <laughs> mean yeah. things and then and then let's look at the really crazy stuff which is like in the summary when her mother took um took a a, a lighter to her foot yeah. while she was sleeping like that's not okay behavior yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and in that circumstance that they were camping in the walmart parking lot just across the border in the states and instead of washing clothes they would just buy new clothes every day mm -hmm. or whenever they needed a change and put the old clothes in the garbage yeah and what the, that was their trip for like a month while they're waiting for the woo woo to not find them in their house or something yeah because i think it was Lindsay's grandfather was dying and yeah. nobody in the family wanted to, to deal with it so they just left and they crossed the border to go stay at a walmart in washington state yeah <laughs> This is crazy. Or the like the food court incident, which was in the back of the the book too. Yeah, where yeah. A couple weeks that they spent all day every day in the food court. Mm -hmm. It's just bizarre. It's nuts, and I wouldn't wish this life on my worst enemy. No. You know, like it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's fascinating though. Extremely. And the way she writes it, I mean, she she really can bring out at least for me bring out the humor oh absolutely in the, the situations mm -hmm. and you're, you're just like wow this is absolutely insane i can't believe this actually happened mm -hmm. but wow i'm laughing at it yeah yeah <laughs> she i think it was a very i don't know if it was a choice but it's a smart way to deliver this story well because you don't want it to be just tragedy after tragedy you want to exactly have some comic relief in it yeah you want to be you it's nice it that she's able to look at this stuff with uh, with a wry sense of humor yeah. and kind of put it all out there. Um, I enjoyed this book a lot. Yeah, so did I. I was a bit surprised at the reviews, people questioning why she even wrote it. And mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty obvious why she wrote it because she had some crazy experiences growing up. And I mean, if I had a friend who was telling me these experiences, I would tell that friend to write a book. I'm like, man, you got to write this all down and publish it mm -hmm. because... I don't know. It's 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 interesting for me, at least, to be able to see what other people go through and how many different variations of real life and how often what they say that life is stranger than fiction mm -hmm. and some unbelievable circumstances. And I work in the film industry, so I meet a whole lot of very random people in the stories. And I mean, sometimes I feel like I have to take them with a salt shaker because they're so unbelievable. Mm -hmm. But then you find out later and it's like no all of that actually happened exactly as they said it did and you're like what <laughs> what <laughs> so to, so like I, 
for this reason, like I love reading nonfiction just to see how other people have experienced the world. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, um, I haven't read much nonfiction and most of what I've read is, is history. Mm-hmm. Right. But with something like this, and I found it several other times in nonfiction, like the stories are so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they're so crazy. And they're so, it's so interesting how in nonfiction we can find these amazing like rises and falls and mm-hmm. interesting, truly interesting and unique stories. Mm-hmm. I think with this book, more than just it being entertaining and a good summary of some crazy events, I think this book is really important too. I mm-hmm. think she brings some things to light and she talks about some things that even now are still there's still stigmas in our society like she really talks about mental illness she really talks about um growing up in a family in a culture that is is quite resistant to it Mm -hmm. uh she when she was being interviewed by cbc about this book she said i hope everyone can relate to this idea that mental illness is not shameful or taboo or a stigma especially chinese canadians and i think right there that's a really good reason for this book being written. When those people who are reviewing it are like, why did she write this book? That's a really good reason that she wrote this book, I think. Yeah. Just reminded me of something. I'm not going to share it here, but there was, yeah, mental illness in an immigrant family that I know that ended very poorly. That's too bad. Yeah. It's an old friend of mine. So Anyway. Let's move on. <laughs> I just got really sad. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the stigma behind it um, didn't allow for the family to pursue the help that was needed, mm-hmm. which is very sad. Anyway. <laughs> okay. As you're about to cry, <laughs> um, let, let's move on. We'll talk about uh, her parents who were, were quite awful and abusive. <laughs> we, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> okay. So we'll talk about her parents a little bit. Quite awful. Um, but I think within their own limitations, they they do care and they do try to be good parents and yeah. good people. I just think based on our standards, they're incapable of being good parents. But they do try and there are some sweet moments. Um, specifically, I remember when Lindsay's in New York. And she's going to school there and she starts getting attacked by she experiences vertigo Mm -hmm. and she calls her mom and her mom's like, no way. She does not fly. She's not getting on a plane. Lindsay's just going to have to deal with it herself. And then I don't think it was the next day, but it was the day after her mom comes Mm -hmm. and her mom decides to bring her back and take care of her. Yeah. And that was a moment where it's like, wow, for her, that was big. Yeah. And that was really showing... Um, that she cared. And then her dad, who is just extremely verbally abusive, I think um, Lindsay may have a bit more of a relationship with him now, just based on posts I see on, on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he he's, he's, he's mean, but he tries to push her to do something with her life yeah. and to get out of the, that family life that mm-hmm. they have and to move forward. And that, that's a way that he shows that he cares. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. Yeah, because often he's not even there 
No, he's just like, get me the heck away. I'm going to be working 18 hour days. Like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. I saw one of her posts uh, from from her Instagram. It was about her dad. I think it was her father's day or his birthday or something. And it was a story that didn't make it into this book about how when she was a baby or a toddler, she was playing in the backyard and there was a black bear. And her dad came out with a frying pan and chased the black bear (laughs) off. And in the post, she's like, you still owe me a motorcycle for graduating from UBC, you promised. But happy birthday, Dad. Thanks for saving me from the bear. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, they do They do kind of care. Another uh, prevalent character in this book is Cousin Beautiful One. It's her aunt. Oh, it's her aunt. That's right. Aunt Beautiful One. Yeah, it's her mother's sister. That's right. That's right. Uh, what did you think of her? She sounds like she has bipolar yeah. disorder. Yeah. No. What? Go ahead. No, I, did, I, even though I was alive, very much alive at the time, I didn't, re- didn't remember the news of the woman on the bridge. Yeah, the Canada incident in yeah. 2008, which is something that, that happened. <laughs> we, we both live in BC. Live uh, in the lower mainland, which is where she grew up. She grew up in wet Poco. Uh, I thought it was Burnaby. No. No, it's Poco? It's either Coquitlam or Poco. Okay. I don't know. Poco she she refers Coquitlam. to it as uh, as Pot Mountain where she lives. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was Burnaby. No. I thought... I th- no, because it, it was like in the backwoods. I'm pretty sure it was before like, it was all totally developed because she was talking about how long it would take to Vancouver. I was like, there's no way it took that long to get to Vancouver. That's true. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she refers to um, where she grew up as Pot Mountain, and she refers to Vancouver as Hongcouver. Fun little <laughs> ways she she changed things. So you do you remember that Canada Canada Day incident where there was the jumper on the bridge? No, no. But, but I mean, there's been a variety of jumpers on a variety of bridges. But on Canada Day? No, I don't remember. <laughs> Me neither. But I thought it was interesting. I w- I don't think I was even in the country in Canada Day 2008. Oh, interesting. No, then you probably... Well, neither was she, Lindsay. (laughs) You guys have that in common. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) She was having a grand time in Europe. Yes, that's right. Well, less of a grand time because she was dealing with her own repercussions of abuse, I guess, because she was a very angry individual. So even when people showed her kindness, she was very rude. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, what happened? She, This person invited her to go to europe this person's extremely rich and she's like hey i'm gonna go to europe for what a month or two something like that yeah she's like you can come along i'll pay for everything and then she goes but then she's cranky Mm -hmm. and ends up leaving early Mm -hmm. yeah and her friend who took her um she was very patient with her Mm -hmm. like was willing to to sit with her and try and get her to talk to her about some of the things that were bugging her. But Lindsay was just incapable of it at that time. Yeah. And really pushed her away. And same with when she went to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I think with, like, that was her cousin's place and her cousin yeah. and all her friends. And she was just like, I'm staying here. But with the trip to Europe, it was actually a trip with a friend. Yeah. And there are, there, there's a few friends Lindsay makes in this book. There's Cece, who takes her to Europe. Mm-hmm. And then there's Wobbin. That's that's a nickname, but it's uh, I think her name was Robin. I think so. And uh, she was physically disabled, like yeah. had um, 
I think she's in a wheelchair, wasn't she? She's in a wheelchair. I don't know if she had full use of her her limbs. or They were restricted at any rate. And mm-hmm. that was like her first friend, even though in, in high school they were just kind of using each other. Yeah. Um, you know, Wobbin was using Lindsay to do her homework and Lindsay was using Robin to get out of school get out of class yeah cause... and then go and make some money <laughs> get stuff from the cafeteria for free yeah that was, that was the thing right yeah and then when she goes to school in new york there's the russian russian law student oh yeah they're not friends at all until the other student so the they're saying with goes crazy and then she's like you saved my life you saved my life Lindsay. <laughs> we're gonna be best friends forever <laughs> this is odd i think i would trauma Trauma brings people together. For sure. And I was always, always happy whenever Lindsay showed the potential of gaining a friend. Yeah. Because, boy, did I feel like that was something that she could have used a lot in her life. Yeah. You know, early on in her life, uh, there's the cousin, the cousin, not, I want to keep calling her cousin, her auntie beautiful one. Yeah. Who shows kindness to her. Who, yeah. Ki- who, that's, the, that's the first time she actually sees that somebody can treat her nice. Yeah. And then she has these these brief friendships throughout, and um, it was very sad. Yeah, I think with it this is heartbreaking. Yeah, I think with this book, at first it's it's a it's a little easier to read because it is told in a humorous way, but then as the awful stuff just keeps adding on, and there's there's no sign of it relenting, that's when it got a little bit heavier. You know, mm-hmm. that's why I think. The use of comedy and levity was so crucial to mm-hmm. this book because without it, uh, tragic. I don't know how, I don't know if I could have finished reading it. If not for the fact that I read everything I start reading, <laughs> if not for that, then I think it, this would have been quite a struggle. Yeah, because it it's hard. It's heavy. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking, as I've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's true, at least as true as she says it is, I mean who knows how, what's exaggerated and what's not mm-hmm. and memories are fallible but the fact that there's at least enough truth to it that she could write something off of it you know what i mean like it's that makes it even worse because it's like if when you're reading fiction you're like oh well that didn't happen mm-hmm. but when it's like oh oh boy mm-hmm. and that person's still alive and still dealing with that yeah yeah this book is also written in a in a fairly jarring way like it it kind of has no problem jumping around from uh like early on when it's talking about her family's upbringing it'll just jump there mm-hmm. and when she's going from being a university student or a university grad to her early childhood it just jumps there yeah and it might take you a sentence or two to figure that out I think that's a very suitable style of writing for this book as well. Mm-hmm. With with what we're dealing with, with what we're talking about, jumping all over the place suited it just fine. Yeah. There was one instance where I wondered if it would have suited to be told differently. And that's specifically going back to uh, her aunt trying to kill herself jumping off the bridge. Mm-hmm. Because we knew about that. That's in early, early on in the book, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about that event. And they foreshadow it, I'm going to say, 20 times possibly in the events of the book before it happened. I don't know. I wonder how that would have been if it was a surprise when you were reading it. 
Hmm. You know? And I don't know if that would have been better, if that would have taken away from something, but that was something I thought of when I read it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I think I remember one thing you had mentioned to me was the comment on the Canadian healthcare system. Yes. How it deals with. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk about that? For sure. Yeah. So uh, Lindsay, Lindsay deals with vertigo, Mm -hmm. as we said, like a severely rare and debilitating form of vertigo. And one thing is like, I think it would take her two years to see somebody here in Canada. Yeah, I, th- I think it was something like that. Whereas, you know, she goes down to the States, she pays for it. But she, she had, because um, she was attending the university there, that she had coverage. That's right. But she got to go the next day. The next day or something like that. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy seeing the disparity between that. And I've come across that in, in my life, like waiting for something. And you'll wait two years for something here in Canada. And yeah. that's just for a scan to find out what's wrong. And then you're waiting another two years before they do something with yeah. it. And that's our system. And, you know, healthcare is great. And it's great that we don't have to pay what Americans pay. But we don't have the option here either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and four years is a long time to deal with something being wrong. Yeah. So I think this book showed in a, in a very small way. Like it wasn't hitting you over the head with it. But it did show that the the healthcare system here in Canada has flaws. Oh, so much so. Because like Lindsay can't do anything when she has the vertigo, right? Mm-hmm. Like she can't, no, she can't. She can't leave her bed. She's Yeah, exactly. She gets violently so, ill. And... Can you imagine being bedridden for two years? Or somebody, um, when I was in university, one of my teachers, she had a tumor on her neck. And in order to forget, the way that she said it, was that she had to go down to the States to get it removed. So her, all her family pooled their money together so she could go down to the States and get it removed right, right away because the wait list in Canada was so long that she likely would have died before getting treatment for it. Wow. So it was, it was malignant then? Yeah. Wow. Or like it would have turned malignant or, or something. But the, what she said, she's like, the, the system up here is so brutal. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people with so many issues. And the wait lists are so long that it was in order for her to save her own life, she had to go down to the States and pay an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. Because, I mean, we don't have health care that we, we can't have a health care plan that covers international no. health, right? No. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean just my opinion i think we should have a dual system here but yeah well i think the system like a lot of systems in our government and in other governments just needs a good looking at you know Mm -hmm. like these are things which may have been great 40 50 60 years ago but now why not reevaluate how we do things yeah and i mean there are some private clinics here but they're kind of on the dl and Mm -hmm. hush hush and sometimes they get closed down by the government Mm mm-hmm which is unfortunate, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another thing that this book has quite a bit of is it, it talks about ghosts a lot. Yeah. It talks about these Chinese ghosts, which the Lindsay's family says if anyone has any mental issues, they they have ghosts. Or in sometimes them. even physical issues, like Lindsay's yeah. vertigo was attributed to ghosts. Yeah. Every everything was attributed to yeah. ghosts. You know, something like, wasn't going right. It was ghosts. <laughs> Um, you know what I found kind of odd? Tell me. How prevalent ghosts have been in books we've read this year. 
Oh, yeah. Or at least for A Tale of Two Bookworms. Um, the Woo Woo. Yeah. The Glass Hotel. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dawn. Yeah. Small Gods. The Ghost of the Gods in the Desert. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Stand has Nick come back as a ghost. Right. Uh, Haunting of Hill House. Of course. And Mexican Gothic with the Gloom. Yeah. Uh, that's kind a of bit a of a stretch, and the Stand's a bit of a stretch, too. But that's a lot of ghosts. <laughs> if you had asked me how many books I, I've read with ghosts, I would never have thought it would be this many. Yeah. But ghosts come up a lot. <laughs> it's strange. Um, okay, just because I thought this was interesting, let's talk about how we discovered this book. Well, we didn't discover it the same way. Wow. Talk about the story of how you discovered the woo-woo. I was listening to the CBC one day, mm-hmm. and they had their Canada Read selection, and the person, this was, this was back in 2019. I know this because it says it on the cover of my book. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was listening to the radio, and... It was, I guess, one of the preliminary rounds, so everyone was defending their book, and the, the I think it was a woman defending this book, was talking about it, and I was like, wow, that sounds really interesting. That sounds totally up my alley. I want to read it. And she's a local writer. Mm-hmm. Totally want to get into that. But then never did. So when was it? December? Mm. December, November of last year, yeah, 2020. Yeah. We were looking for a different book at Indigo, and I walk by, and I see the woo-woo. Yeah. And I was like, I've been wanting to read that for like a year and a half now at this point. So I was so stoked, and I pick it up, and it's a copy that's signed by the author. Yeah. And it was the only signed copy there, I think. Yeah. I think it was the only copy there, no, too. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't? There okay, was, there were there more. There were more copies in the other section, and there was more behind. The, but yeah, how random one. that you that, got the one that was signed by the yeah, author. Yeah, the one that was signed by the author when I'd been wanting to read it for so long and just come across it. Because mm-hmm. I'd always kept my eye open for it, and I mean, it's not that popular of a book, I guess. But No, and if you look at the reviews, there's a lot of people who really got angry with this book. Yeah. It's strange. But I, I, I wonder if growing up here because i mean obviously not family specific but generally the culture we we share the same oh yeah i love reading books by local authors and i love it when they make connections with the things i know yeah you know yeah it's like oh yeah (laughs) Uh uh-huh and uh, yeah and uh, other than the fact that we're not chinese canadians like we mm-hmm. are british columbians and there were some and things from she, the lower mainland and there were some things she talked about where it was just like yeah totally like go, going up uh to the soyuz or something d- d- for the, the summer the soyuz the okanagan <laughs> or something you yeah, know it's like it's like yeah i i can put all this into into perspective because mm-hmm. this is this is where i grew up and i think we're a similar age too so yeah yeah i think there might be a year difference mm-hmm. year two yeah That's so i was much. thrilled i was thrilled with i mean i i got it i yeah. guess what do you think of the cover on the cover we have uh, a pig being roasted on a spear i have no idea what that has to do with anything that's fair do you? No, I don't know. I just I thought it, I thought it was interesting. Like maybe it could be a reference to the the wedding where they have the pig up on the spit. Um, it could be maybe she feels like the pig. 
being roasted, roasted by <laughs> her family. And I don't know. I don't know. I thought it's it's a nice looking cover. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I like the, the color scheme. I like the mm-hmm. format of it. Yeah. I don't know what it has to do with it, but sure. <laughs> you know, I think I found it on a reading guide. Like, discuss the cover. I was like, okay, we will discuss the cover. <laughs> I love the title, though. The woo-woo. The woo-woo. I use woo woo a lot yes and our dog goes woo 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 oh yeah we, we've got plenty of uses of the words <laughs> woo woo <laughs> um whenever you're talking about something that's uh, a little what would you call it like spiritual or yeah yeah you, you call, call it woo woo and yeah our dog who is locked up right now for obvious reasons will constantly for attention for happiness for anything go woo, 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 woo. like actually woo, woo, woo. <laughs> she makes the, the woo. <laughs> anyway <laughs> which is why she will be on the cover of our podcast <laughs> not going woo woo or going woo woo it I might mean, be maybe we can get a video of her <laughs> let's put the video woo, woo, woo. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. so with this book what most stayed with you like is, is there a specific scene or scenes or something that really made an impression on you with this book? I don't know. Mm. That's mm. a good question. Because right now all I'm thinking about is the Walmart parking lot and the the mall mm-hmm. escapade. Yeah. Because, but that was on the back of the book, so I just read it. Right. For me, uh, I will say when she's talking with her family... And uh, her dad says, like, oh, I come from library. I'm very smart. You, you come from garbage. And, like, he's very serious about oh, this. He, he tells she comes her. comes from the dumpster. Yeah. We, go, we, we got you out of the dumpster, so you're garbage. And she grew up, up until a certain point, believing that. Yeah. And she, there was that time when she was at school and she took off all her clothes. And, like, Lindsay, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm garbage. <laughs> That stuck with me. <laughs> That's funny. Anything? I think just the the craziness, the overall feeling of craziness and mm-hmm. tragedy. Yeah. No, and this book is crazy. The events are crazy. Mm-hmm. Most of the people inhabiting this book are at least acting crazy. Yeah. Which is why the, the comedy is appreciated the jarring style is, I think, complimentary. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was very glad I read this book. Good. Good. Because I really enjoyed it. So it's a, it's a recommendation from both of us. If mm-hmm. you are able to get your hands on a copy of this book, I think it's important an important read. Yeah. One, one warning, though. Don't expect there to be little nice arcs in every scene. Like no, the they're, chapter, not, they're not there. The chapters <laughs> just end. But that's life. Absolutely. Life isn't pretty. It's not put in a nice little package and i think that seems to attribute more um the the fact that it's real is that she didn't try to clean things off and make nice endings at the end of each little section Mm -hmm. it's like because life isn't like that it just keeps going yeah no i agree completely uh we will leave you with some quotes i think these are gonna these help flesh out like Lindsay's life and they, they weren't the, the quotes I found weren't the funny quotes, you know? They're, mm-hmm. they're kind of quotes that kind of show how horrifying her, her life and her upbringing were. Talk show hosts like Oprah and Rosie O'Donnell had lied. 
A good family was not one that forgave, but one that could bravely endure ancient grudges. Because I was embarrassed, I did what my mother and grandmother always did, responded to fear by masking it with spurts of extreme anger. It was wolf, wolf, wolf. <laughs> Let, give me a second to read this. Okay, it was when I became a less sane tornado of myself. It was an outlank, outlet of rank emotional expression, especially when my culture and family forbade me to have feelings. And that kind of shows like what pressure she was under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's good. good Sad read. book, important book, good book. Yeah. Read this book, The Woo Woo by Lindsay Wong. Yes. <laughs> um, that is all we have for A Tale of Two Bookworms. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank my lovely co-host, Kailea. Thank you. I want to thank our two very yes good who, listeners whoever thank you. <laughs> whoever our listeners are who are tuning in every saturday before i wake up thank you very much yeah you guys are awesome you guys are the best <laughs> and that's why we do this uh for a tale of two bookworms my name is tony i'm kailea goodbye everybody bye I am going to have to add a postscript because Tony has looked it up and the book was defended by a man on the CBC Canada Reads, not by a woman. So this is me and my remembering what gender, what race, what height, what age people are. It's uh, all a blur and I get it wrong a lot. And all I was trying to do was find out where Lindsay Wong was raised, whether it was Port Coquitlam or... Or did you find it? It just says Vancouver, and I don't think it was. Where's the book? It's in front of you. <sighs> I just gotta add this because it's funny. I forgot about her dad paying her to do things. So one oh, of the yeah. things is like, "How much will you pay me if I make a friend?" I asked. Five dollar. My father said ten dollars. I said ninety nine cents. She's a good negotiator. Yep. Where she grew up is Coquitlam. Not Port Coquitlam. 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 And definitely not Burnaby. Nope. No. Nope. All right. There's the addings. Goodbye.